Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. Today, my guest is a old friend, even though he's not that old. He's an old friend, John Feltz from the city of Fort Wayne. John, how are you doing? Anthony, I'm doing well. Um, I was driving over here and I was I was cold the entire time. I mean, my office is only four blocks away, but I'm, I'm looking forward to warmer days. Yeah, me too. The problem, John, is you are too skinny. Okay. okay. <laughs> we need to give you a sandwich or something so you'll gain some weight and get some get some insulation. So, <laughs> right. well, yeah, we're recording this. It's about 10 days before Christmas, so it is cold outside, and you are the dad of a soon to be two-year-old. Correct. So things are probably pretty exciting in your household this time of year. Yes, as we were talking about before coming on, uh, his name is Jack. He's almost two, and he's starting to learn a little more about Santa Claus, and he's growing up too fast, but uh, my wife Allie and I were enjoying every minute of it, and he's starting to say a few more words and watch different TV shows, and he's starting to like Indiana basketball, which makes dad very, very proud. Well, that's and, probably uh, a requirement if he wants to remain your son, yeah. You know, it, I, Allie always tells me, she says, he doesn't have to like Indiana basketball. I'm like, well, he doesn't have to, but you know, it, it'd be fun if we both watched it together. But yeah, but yeah he, he's starting to like different things, so very exciting times. Yeah, well, great. And your dad just retired after a long stint as a judge, is that correct? That's correct. He was with the Allen County Circuit Courts for 18 years, and we just had a nice small social distance uh, celebration last Thursday night at the courthouse. And uh, he received um, a mayoral proclamation from Mayor Tom Henry and the Sagamore of Wabash from um, our governor, uh, Eric Holcomb. And so now uh, we don't know exactly what he's going to do, except he'll he'll probably continue to run. As you know, he's a marathon runner and he wants to spend more time with the grandchildren and that'll be his number one priority. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, that's good for you and Allie because maybe you can get a break every now and then exactly. and let the grandparents exactly. take the kids. Well, John, thanks for being on today. Um, I've known you for a while. You are definitely a renaissance man. John is not just a social media marketer, not just a good communicator. He's also a drummer in a band. He also is a huge IU basketball fan. He has a hot dog named after him at the stand. If you've ever been there, the JPF dog is, is John's namesake. So John has a lot of different things going on. And one of the things I'd like people to hear about, John, is how you got to where you are today. We talk in this show about career path, and yours has been an interesting one because I think I met you when you were at Visit Fort Wayne a number of years ago. But talk to me a little bit about how you ended up in that position, what you've done since. I'll disclaim for those who are listening, John is is one of the one of the few people I've tried to hire multiple times and has rebuked my advances. So I followed his <laughs> career path pretty well. But for people who don't uh, know you all that well, John, walk us through um, what you've done career-wise and how you've gotten to where you are today. Sure. So I'm born and raised Fort Wayne, Indiana. I went to Bishop Lewis High School. I'm a, a proud knight. Um, then I went to Indiana University in Bloomington. Um, growing up, I love sports. That was my number one thing. Uh, more specifically, basketball. Love the game of basketball. I didn't play it because I was a little too small. And then I hit my growth spurt in college, so it was kind of a waste even playing high school. But um, I, I grew up wanting to be a sports writer, and I, I tell everybody I wanted to go to IU, get my journalism degree, uh, come back to Fort Wayne, and write for the Journal Gazette. That was kind of my my plan. I after college, uh, so I graduated with a sports journalism degree. 
after college. I graduated in 2008, and as most know, that was probably one of the worst times in our economic world. We had a recession. Yeah, your timing there was pretty bad. Yeah, it was it was awful actually. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's yeah. maybe some internships here and there. Um, so I uh, I started a sports blog, just keep the writing going. Um, but I got very, very lucky. Um, at the time, IPFW, they were hiring a uh, media relations intern for their athletic department. So I thought it was a perfect fit for me, um, being that it's sports and athletics, but also give me a chance to write. Um, this is before social media took off. So I was but basically writing news releases, uh, keeping stats at games, uh, setting up photo shoots, um, working with the local media. So are you working are you working under the direction of the athletic director in that position? So yes. who was AD at that time? It was Tommy Bell at the okay. time. Right. Uh, now it's Kelly Yeah, Hutton. Kelly Harley yep. Hutton. Yep. Hutton, yep. And um, so I worked there for 2 years uh, as an intern and my internship was over, so it was still around 2010, the economy still wasn't bounced back. So I wanted to do something totally different. I was single. I I, I love Fort Wayne, but I, I kind of want to live somewhere else other than Fort Wayne. So I went to Chicago for a year. I worked in the athletic department at Loyola University and unbelievable experience. I, I, I not only grew as a professional working with Chicago Tribune and several big time media outlets, but I grew as a person, you know, living on your own in Northern Chicago. Um, really enjoyed the experience. but. All my friends and family were back here in Fort Wayne, and that was around the time Parkview Field um, was already in existence, but you, you sort of noticed a change happening in Fort Wayne around 2011, 2012, and I missed my mom. That was another big, big thing. So I was like, I wanna, go, I wanna come home. So again, I was lucky again, uh, IPFW Athletic Department, um, they were hiring a media relations assistant, so it was almost a step up for my yep. internship doing almost the exact same thing, except I was working, well, almost probably 50 hours a week at the time, more responsibility, writing, working with the papers. Um, and again, during that time, Fort Wayne, you know, J.K. O'Donnell's was continuing to do well, more restaurants were opening. And I, I was just kind of looking around one day and I saw a job posting at Visit Fort Wayne mm -hmm. and it was for a marketing specialist. Yep. Now, marketing was not my... Forte, I like you know. So at that point, you consider yourself to be a journalist. Yeah, I was more yeah. communications sure. ordeal. Yeah, and um, so I, I read the job description. I had you know, we're looking to launch our social media, and we're looking to you know, f um, enhance our communications department. So I applied and had a great interview. I love their mission. Uh, Visit Fort Wayne is probably one of the most. I want to say underappreciated because a lot of people like them and know who they are, but they do so much for our community. It's just, once you dive into it and see all they do, it's really unbelievable. But So for those who are unfamiliar, Visit Fort Wayne is the Convention and Visitors Bureau. It is an entity that promotes attractions in Fort Wayne, restaurants, hotels, all those things, tries to send some money our way from people who might be thinking about where to spend some discretionary time and take a day trip or a, a longer vacation. Is all that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Visitor spending um, is a big part of our local economy. Um, yeah. And Dan O'Connell has run that show forever. Dan, is, yes. I would be remiss if I didn't give Dan a shout out because he's a great guy. He's God, done a great job Dan. there. Yeah. Dan's a great guy. He, yep. he basically, my direct boss was Kristen Guthrie, yep. who's a genius in her, in her own right. Uh, but Dan and Kristen almost 
gave me the keys to the, to start their social media, and yep. I was still learning all about social media. We can get to that in, in a little bit. Um, so I worked at Visit Fort Wayne for, I believe it was five years, and um, I was approached then around 2017 by John Perlick, who's my mm-hmm. current boss. He is the public information director for Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and he said, hey, John, we'd, we're interested in enhancing our social media efforts. Would you be interested in working for the city? And it was a tough decision to leave, visit Fort Wayne because of the experiences and the people I met, but it was more of a different focus. Rather than focusing on visitors, I was focusing more on residents and hometown. So it was a tough decision, but um, I, I love um, my job right now. Well, and you've your family has obviously a legacy for public service with your dad having been a judge for a number of years. Was that initially attractive to you? Was it scary? Was it, a you know, something that was, uh, you didn't know much about? How did you feel about going into a job? I don't want to say in politics, but in, in the public eye, how, what did that sure. feel like? That was actually brought up during my interview uh, with the city. It was, you know, this, this job, it's very intense. It changes. Now, not one day is different than the next, next hours. The hours are all different, but you are more in the public light and, um, and that, that's true. I, I wear my city of Fort Wayne jacket around and I'm being honest, I get, I get a few more different looks whether I'm at the grocery store. I've had people come up to me asking, Hey, you know, a year ago, I remember I got asked all the time about is the, is the garbage collection going to improve? You know, it's random stuff. Because of like course that. you control everything. Yeah. That I, yeah. I can press a button and that gets, get, that yeah. gets better. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean that, yeah, jumping from, um, from the visitors bureau to the city definitely brought new challenges, but, um, I, I just learned over the years that you know, it's a challenge I was, I was happy to take on, and I've, I've you, you you quickly grow a thicker skin over time. Yeah. Um, but no, I've, I love I've loved every, every single day. I'm very blessed to be with the city. Yeah. Well, and you know, one of the things we typically talk about on the podcast, John, is the entities for which our guests work. You know, and and a lot of times that's a little bit of a mystery. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of explaining that needs to be done. I, I don't know that I could say that's true when you say the city of Fort Wayne. People know what that is. But tell me a little bit about your work and what what you do in the larger scheme of things with the city. What's your role? How do you interface with the mayor? What is? I know there's probably not many typical days, but what is what is a typical day supposed to look like for you? Yeah, so my main job is I'm the, my, my title is a head of digital engagement with the city of Fort Wayne, which is actually a job title that we borrowed from the Queen of England. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. It All was, right. So the, the job posting was a public outreach coordinator, okay. which I mean, it sounds pretty you know, generic, I guess, at sure. the time, but my true role is um, informing the public digitally, um, whether it's newsletters, social media, um, you know, really any, any form of direct, you know, digital communication. So how did you come to borrow the Queen's English for your job title? I actually saw a job, po- I, I wasn't looking. I yeah. saw a job posting and it said, Queen of England, uh, head of digital engagement. And it listed the job description. I'm like, I do all those things. So I asked John Perlick if, yeah. hey, can I update my <laughs> job title? He's like, go for it. Yeah. And yeah. So, so that's a kind of a quick little story on my job title. All right. But, well, hopefully the queen's okay with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I didn't ask for permission. I probably should have asked for yes. the bar that job title, but... Yes, if not, send your send your lawsuit to the city attorney. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sure they'd love that. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so m- my main job is 
I help the city of Fort Wayne uh, with their social media presence. And right now I currently run uh, eight social media accounts. My main two are uh, the city of Fort Wayne and Mayor Tom Henry. Okay. So whether it's a news release that goes out, um, my job is oh, John Perlick will send the news release to the media. I'll take the news release, yeah. put it on our website. Um, I'll gad, gather a photo that myself um, has uh, snapped or we have in our files, put in our social media pages. And um, that's for the city's channels, but the mayor's a whole different ball game with sure. following him around all day. Sure, so, so you're a lot of times at the mayor's right hand, sort of listening to what he's presenting to his constituents and then summarizing that and packaging that for use on social media, correct? Absolutely. So one of the things you and I have talked about in the past is the challenges that come with, you know, really conveying a different voice than your own and trying, not trying to be the mayor, but trying to make your, make sure you're consistently representing him. Talk a little bit about that. How, how do you do that? What are the challenges in doing that? What are some of the successes you've had and maybe some things that didn't work out so well? Sure. So it is definitely challenging. The mayor and I, we use different vocabulary. Um, he's definitely uh, more wiser than me, and he's he probably knows a little more you know, fancier words than I do. But well, he has a few years. I yeah, think, he, so. he's yeah. been around the block a few times. Yeah. But um, so, for example, if we have a news news conference at nine, um, maybe a ribbon cutting at one. Um, I have it all on my calendar, so I'm planned out for the day. So there's a lot of preparation involved, knowing. Um, you know, where we're going, why we're going, what are the talking points we have written out for Mayor Henry. That's usually conducted by John Perlick. And we're mm -hmm. all, you know, we're on an email chain. Yep. So it's mostly when we go to the event, you know, I'm keen in on what Mayor Henry is saying, taking out some, pulling out some important messages that he's getting across. And I'm basically taking what he's saying, um, you know, at the news conference and delivering it on social media. So. Yep. I mean, it, it is directly everything he has said. It is probably more concise and to the point because, um, you know, we don't want to put 50 paragraphs sure. on a social media post, but we sure. can definitely pull out some important points, put a nice photo with it on his Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and that's how it's, that's how it's delivered. So are you also responsible for engagement and, and moderation? In other words, when people comment, asking questions, is it you who's responding to that? Do you have a team working on that? How does all sure. that work? So yeah, so I, I serve also as a, uh, a 311 representative for the city. Mm -hmm. We get questions, I probably have a few questions in my inbox on my phone right now, probably one or two an hour. Uh, most of them I'm, I can't answer because, again, as we talked about earlier, I don't have the magic button. So we direct most of our people to 311 and they are phenomenal over there. But if it's simple as, hey, where can I sign up to um, ask for a new stop sign or to simple questions. We have that information on our website. Mm -hmm. So I can take a link from our website, deliver it on a message and, and move along. So let me ask you this. So, so your job is potentially, if you let it be, it's a 24 seven job because yes. people are going to ask questions 10 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock in the morning. They're going to ask questions when you have other responsibilities you're trying to tend to. You have a nearly two-year-old child. You have a wife. You play the drums occasionally. You do other <laughs> things. How do you manage that? How do you balance the need to be responsive with the need to also have a life and get some rest? It is, um, I've been doing this, what, Visit Fort Wayne 2012, about eight years, and truthfully, I'm still trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And it is very difficult. Um, 
especially this this year has probably been the most difficult time for me personally and professionally because not you know COVID nineteen the civil unrest and protest. Yep. There was a lot of emotion happening online. Yeah. And we, a lot of it was directed to the city and yep. Mayor Henry. Questions, concerns, who can I talk to? So I would go to bed at night and uh, wake up to 10, 15 messages waiting there on Facebook. You know, again, a lot of them I can't answer because I'm, I'm not going to speak on behalf of the police department. Sure, sure. So a lot of times I am, you no, know, I'm not deflecting, but I'm Hey, here's some. If you want this information, here's who you can contact. But um, you do have to have some sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to be disciplined in knowing. You know, I'm at home. I'm with Allie. I'm with Jack. And you got to take your phone. And it's 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 hard. You, yeah. You know, you you want to help someone who probably needs something quickly, but you know that your family time is number one. So you get to sometimes I'll leave my phone in a different room on purpose. Yeah. And after a few minutes, you kind of forget about it a little bit, but there is mm -hmm. that little anxiety there. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, well, you know, and, and one of the things that, um, you know, I, I, may, I may change the way I phrase this because I, I've told people who are interested in a career in, in being a social media manager, you know, who are representing a brand, one of the things I say is if you want to do this because you think it's fun, I, I, I used to say, you know, think again, but I might say if you want to do this because you think it's fun, talk to John Fouts <laughs> because it is real work. And, you know, there is aspects of it that are very fulfilling, just like any other job. But there are aspects of it when it's harder to turn it off. I know, I know Amber Owens, who is the social media manager for Indiana Tech, she's talked very candidly about the difficulty in striking that balance. She does a good job of it, but I think anyone who works in that world, you're always kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop, even if there is no clear and present danger of that happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, f uh, several examples. One, um, I, I can't tell you how many people have told me, oh, I'm gonna run um, this brand's social media. I'm like, okay, you know, that, that sounds amazing. And they're like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do a great job. I'm like, yeah, you'll, you'll do great. And then after the first month, they're like, I'm, a, I'm running out of ideas. Yeah. I don't know how to. Like, it is a lot harder than people yeah. to, you know, give credit for. And as you mentioned, uh, the the mental health aspect of it. Oh, sure. it's, it's, it's a real thing. I know every sure. job has its challenges, but um, hearing comments all day, every day, and when you work for local government, they're most of the time. I mean usually the people that are positive towards the you know, city government, they're not going to yeah. tweet at you, thank you, Hey, thank thanks that the garage pickup was yeah, on time this week. Yeah, thanks for my trash. You probably, right? you probably yeah, the, I said garage, garbage pickup was, yeah. was on time this week. You, you're not going to hear that. No, you're only going to hear the that. complaints. And, you know, when people think about social media as a career, a lot of their reference point is their interaction with their family and friends. And it's very rare your family and friends are going to yell at you for the garbage not being picked up. Exactly. So, oh, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, so also I do some... Um, some side work with a few local restaurants here in town. And I mean, that is much more, I guess, in, enjoyable because mm -hmm. I mean, they're really, other than, you know, this my, my food may have been, my order may have been messed yeah. up. That's really the most, you know, the, the worst thing they can say to you. Sure. But, you know, um, someone, again, hate, hate the beat up on garbage collection, you know, <laughs> even though it's got a lot better. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna take my trash can and dump it on Citizen Square. Like yeah. when you hear that about five or ten times, it starts to kind of eat at you a little bit. Sure. But, um, sure. And you know, some some really negative things you pro I probably shouldn't share on here. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but uh, I actually, I've actually spoken to several social media people about how they're handling it, and 
um, a lot of them gave me some really good advice. And the best one was, um, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're just delivering the message. Yeah. You're not, you can't take personal responsibility sure. for it. And sure. I think, and a lot of times this summer, I, you know, I represent the city on social media. So I, I took it personally that, you know, mm -hmm. I'm disappointing these people and yeah. how can I help? And it kind of brought me down a little bit, but hearing all this really has brought me back up lately. Yeah, it's it's very, 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 very rare that it's about you personally, but it's very possible that you feel it is, and right. it's hard to separate that sometimes. Yes. So let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about Mayor Henry. I've sure. had the opportunity to meet him a few times. Um, you know, I, I always say to my friends back home in Massachusetts, one of my favorite things about living in Fort Wayne is there have actually been multiple occasions when the mayor opens the door for me. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. not because of yes. anything special. It's just oh, because, yeah. you know, he's that type of guy, and yes. it's, you know, Fort Wayne is that type of community. Um, and, you know, my interactions with him have all been, you know, at events when he's obviously on, you get to see Mayor Henry, you know, a lot more than most of us do. What's that experience like? What's it like working with the mayor? It's amazing. Um, one of my fondest memories of the mayor, other than, you know, all the great ribbon cuttings was, it was my second day on the job and we just left, I believe it was a groundbreaking and we had about 15 minutes to kill and he just said, hey, do you want me to drive you around downtown and show you what's coming? And I'm like, uh, I mean, I'm still new. I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So he you know, drove down Main Street and said, yeah, there's gonna be this beautiful boutique hotel here. Um, and he's like, in, in two months, John, we're gonna uh, push dirt, as they, as they say, on Riverfront Stage uh, Phase One, which we call Promenade Park. Like. It, I was I was shocked by all this cool stuff. Did, did you did you have skepticism where you were like, yeah, that sounds great, but you know? No, I yeah. mean, truthfully, for him, the proof's in the pudding. I yeah, mean, for sure, he's, for sure. I, 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 I'm trying to think of the top of my head if any project that really has just fallen through the cracks, and I. I mean, I really yeah. can't. Well, I mean, that's the reason I asked the question is that I I tend to be a skeptic by nature, but. Everything that I've seen that was promised has come to fruition as terms, you know, in terms of those projects and has really exceeded my expectations. Exactly. It's not that I had low expectations, but Promenade Park is beautiful and I think stands up well against public spaces just about anywhere. So, so you know, I think it's, it's, it's a good reminder that there's a plan and there's folks who, you know, really have a vision that for the average person like me, it might be hard to, to see that, but it, it generally comes through. Absolutely. And Mayor Henry, he is the the prototypical servant leader, and uh, I, I really didn't know what that term meant until he gave a few speeches, and I did some research about it. And you know, it's it's, it's a leader who serves not only his community but his coworkers, his family, and he is the anti micromanager. And mm -hmm. he, I mean, he's on the phone with his department heads every day. You know, he stays afloat, and he'll ask tough questions, but. He's never looking over shoulders. And I've heard some stories of past mayors who they've been unbelievable, but they, they've they been micromanagers and yeah. they, they'll they sign off on every single paving project. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah, you can, sit around, you can sit down and do that, but I think that it's kind of very time consuming. And sure. the mayor wants to do his other bigger projects, so he lets his department heads do that. So he's he's been amazing in letting his people he trusts them. He gives them confidence. He lifts. He lifts everyone up. There's never a time where he, you know, bashes anybody in public or, or in front of people. Uh, he may, you know, bring you aside and ask you some tough questions, but 
very supportive guy. And I mean, there's a reason why he's won four terms, not mm-hmm. only because he's uh, done a great job as a mayor, because he's a great person. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think about that ability, and I'll call it an ability to trust your team, is that when you're in a leadership position, you got to keep some some margin, some space for the stuff that you know is coming. You just don't know what it is yet. And if you're a good delegator and you have people you can trust and you actually trust them, then you open up that opportunity to deal with things that are unexpected but inevitably coming. And I, you know, I think that's that's really a confidence that I think someone of the mayor's stature who's been around for as long as he has, it probably took years to build that, but certainly it's good to hear that he has that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and he has the best of the best in town. I share an office with Stephanie Crandall and she's currently working on a project um, about COVID-19 awareness here in town. And she's brilliant. I keep telling her she, you know, when, when mayor's done, she should run for mayor or you know, yeah. there's, there's this, in, in, at Citizen Square, I don't think people understand how many talented, passionate people. Um, I, I don't know if people watch Parks and Rec too much. I see how goofy. <laughs> that, I mean, I, Parks and Rec is, is, is my favorite show. But, um, no, there are some brilliant people who generally care. I, again, I can't think of anyone on top of my head who just yeah. who doesn't care. They, they come sure. to work. They, they, they're our neighbors. You know, they, they, they want their city to improve, and they do. They come to work and work hard every day. So which Parks and Rec character would you say you are? Are you Ben? I'm Ben. Okay. I'm right. Ben. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I I think I'd be that. Ben. All right. I, Allie and I, we, we've watched Parks and Rec, I think, two or three times. Yeah. And she's like, you are Ben. And I'm yeah. like, well, I, yeah. I like Ben. All right. Well, I won't ask you to identify who in Citizen Square is Ron Swanson. <laughs> okay. we'll, just, we'll just keep it at that. <laughs> We have a Ron Swanson, to be now, honest with you. Now be thinking about that. And you, can, you can message me privately and we can compare notes. So, John, another thing we, we, I'd like to hear about is, you know, you've done a great job of detailing the work you do and, and some of the challenges and, and some of the fulfilling things about it. But let's talk about some projects. You know, this is a time of year where a lot of people are obviously thinking ahead to 2021. Um, and, and after 2020, a lot of us are eager to do that. But what's, what are the big, the big things you're working on right now? things that are exciting to you, maybe keeping you up at night, maybe a little bit of both. What's on your plate that you can talk about and, and sort of grapple with here on the podcast? Yes, yeah, so um, it's more of a continuation for one of our projects is the Maritime Henry podcast. Mm-hmm. And we started that uh, about a year ago. At the time, he was one of five mayors in the country to have his own podcast. Oh, wow. And yeah, it started off him sitting in front of the mic. Uh, there's talk... we. Just talking about you know a project we're working on, or um, so he was basically by himself, and then mm-hmm. he liked doing it the first two or three, but then he wanted to have guests on, and mm-hmm. so so now we've you know we've had the police chief, fire chief, community leaders, Chuck Surak, uh, Joe Jordan, we've had phenomenal guests, so um, we'll definitely continue to. Uh, improve the podcast because you know we, over time you, you know we have an opening Q and A, so I'm sure we'll tweak it going into next year. Yeah, as as anyone who is listening to this podcast can attest, there's always <laughs> room for improvement. So yeah, yeah, it's it's an experiment as you go. So so what's the format or the what's the format of the podcast? Is there anything you you try to do every episode or is it pretty free form? It's pretty free form. Usually we'll have a, a you know, general set of questions, but. It, Usually it's very timely. So if it's um, if it's in April, we'll have our uh, public works director on talk about upcoming road projects. Or uh, we've had Mike Nutter on at the mm-hmm. Tin Caps. Usually in May, talk yep. about the upcoming season. So they are uh, strategically planned in terms of the time of year. 
Um, but it is very, it's a very low key conversation. And we've heard from countless people that like, you know, I didn't know the mayor had that sense of humor. I didn't, yeah. it, it just, it just humanizes him a little more. And that's what we kind of try to do with the social media when sure. he eats at Coney Island, you know? So having that is just another way to get people to, to get to know him a little more. So what's the, what's the frequency? Is it, is it every couple it's times a, a month? It's, it's, it's twice a week. We, we, we've not had one, um, in a few weeks due to COVID-19. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's usually bi-weekly. Okay. All right. Well, great. Well, that sounds that sounds awesome. I'll, I'll have to. I'll, I'll admit I haven't had a chance to listen yet, but I'll have to do that. Yeah, he's on episode. I think we just hit the fifty mark, and we tried okay. to get Cindy, uh, his wife, Cindy yeah. Henry, on for the for the fiftieth oh, yeah. episode. But she just didn't want to come on. So we told uh, her we're saving yeah. her for number 100. Okay. All right. She'll be on. Well, I'll definitely listen to that one. So <laughs> um, what, what else is on your plate? Podcast, obviously the day-to-day social media stuff. What else are some of the big projects you're working on? Yeah. So we're also working on, uh, it's called Moving Forward with, with Mayor Tom Henry. And it's a uh, bi-weekly um, video that we have on his Facebook page, just for Facebook. Um, we're starting to do more and more video with him. Mm-hmm. Um Mostly it started because we weren't able to have public gatherings and public events, so um, which was probably the best way for people to see him. Um, so we have about nine or ten um, good news items. So if, if you watch it, it kind of looks like he's reading a news bit. He, sit, he sits there, you know, hi, I'm Mayor Tom Henry. Here's some great news to share with you in Fort Wayne. Um, we talk about trails all mm-hmm. the time because that's been really exciting development for yep. us. Um, so the, the, each video is about three minutes long because we don't want to make them you know, too long, but sure. long enough that where it's interesting. Um, but that's been a very exciting project. Um, and then I'm, I'm still getting final approval, but we're going to do, I believe, a major overhaul to our website. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a little outside my communications realm, but I've, I wanted to take it on because I know how uh, nowadays, though, our, our website is not as mobile friendly as it really should be, mm-hmm. and people are are using it more and more. Our web traffic is showing us that. So um, over the next, I bet you, five or six months, at least once a day, I'll be working on our website and make it more friendly with social media. They, they can work together, uh, more video interaction. Uh, so that'll be another big project I'll work on next year. Yeah, well, and, and you know, the website is potentially a great investment for you because if information is easier for people to find, maybe it's fewer questions on social media. Correct. So people can do that self-service that they want. It's right. going to free up your time for other things. Absolutely. And if you if you really want to dive into the, to our website or any city's website, I mean, they're just document yeah. for, for, for public records. Sure. I mean, you could find a public works uh, water billing information from 2007 buried in there. That sounds pretty exciting. Everyone's going to stop thrilling. right now. They're going to leave the podcast <laughs> and they're going to go try to find. Yes. Yeah. No, it's I crazy. get it. I mean, it's it's just endless in the amount of endless. info that's out there. Yeah. And when I was at Visit Fort Wayne, they did they redid their website and. Um, there was a lot of information on there, probably not nearly as much as the city, and it's very time-consuming because you know you have to 
test almost every single page, make sure yeah. it's working all together. Um, this, this gentleman named, his name's Tom Boyer. He's mm -hmm. phenomenal. Yep. Uh, man, he's so good at website uh, marketing. So I'm sure we're picking his brain at some yeah. point. Yeah. Today is his birthday, by the way. So all right. Well, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Tom. Yes. Happy birthday, Tom. Um, your gift from John Felt is going to be the chance to help audit his website. <laughs> so. <laughs> sure, he'll love that. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to move on to the speed round of the show. This okay. is kind of a quick hit version of what we've talked about. Cool. And I'm going to ask you about a quick question about career path, a quick question about the work you do at the city, and then a little bit of a wild card sort of advice for your peers. And the first question about career path is very simply, John, you've had you know the opportunity to do a few different things in your career. You're established in the work you do, but still young enough that I'm sure there's people who are college age or fresh out of college who are looking for advice, maybe even some people who are older who are looking you know, for the next step in their career who ask you this. I know, you know everyone gets asked this from time to time. What's your best piece of advice in terms of building a career path, having a successful career, work-life balance, all those things. What, what does it come down to for you? Absolutely. Um, this may sound generic, but always look to challenge yourself. And I think when you're fresh out of college, you, you know, you, you come out with a, t uh, a ton of energy, and then you hit that first uh, job challenge, and you and you probably freak out. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot. And I've, I've I've had it. I know many people have had it. Um, but you really just have to keep battling. You, you have to look for new opportunities and keep challenging yourself. I mean, I wouldn't be in social media or communications if I didn't, you know, either um, apply for a job or ask someone a tough question that I know that, um, you know, may be uncomfortable to ask, but I know that in the long run, learning this information would would help, uh, help me in the long run. So again, I it's just really continue to challenge yourself, uh, set the bar extremely high. I mean, mm -hmm. you may never reach it, but you may, you'll always be working towards it and it helps you from, you know, getting stale in your work or not wanting to learn. Like I'm this, Allie makes fun of me, but I'm, I'm reading articles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading some Indiana basketball articles throughout the day, but I am reading, you know, social media, you know, how to engage better, how to, you know, make your photos look back. I'm, I'm always trying to improve even, even just a little bit. And I think at the end of the day, when it adds up, um, you, you have a better product for yourself. And then at the end of the day for the people who you're trying to communicate. So always continue to challenge yourself. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, today, the biggest risk is being comfortable. If you think you know everything, then you're in trouble. So, right. exactly. um, and the older I get, the more I learn I don't know. So that's right. something exactly. I need to continue oh, gosh, to exactly. do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Second question. I'm going to spin this one a little bit differently because normally, I, well, I, I guess I'll ask the question. When people stop you and they say, okay, you work for the city of Fort Wayne, you do social media, you're in public information. How do you summarize that in a phrase? Like, what's the essence of what you do, and maybe why? Why do you think it matters? So, uh, my elevator speech is: I'm a public information um, officer online. So, my job is I'm distributing city information on social media, and I think most people can kind of get, oh, so you know, you run the city social media page, or um, you are helping distribute information in newsletters or social media. Um, so no, my, so my short, my short phrase is I'm a, 
communicator online. Okay. All right. Very well said. Very succinct. So uh, obviously you're a good communicator if you can sum it I, up in I don't know if I words. communicate yeah. that very well. No, that's no, fine. <laughs> um, all right. One more question, you know, and, and you alluded to this. It's been a tough year for, for everyone, but, you know, in your job, you've dealt with some, you know, unrest and, and protests and COVID-19 and all the things that, um, all the challenges that everyone's aware of from the past year. So it's a time when people are looking for a little bit of inspiration. They're looking for a little bit of hope. They're looking for advice. If somebody, you know, who's listening to this is going through a difficult time, whether career-wise or otherwise, what's your best piece of advice about how to, how to get through that and come out of it a little stronger? Sure. So I have on my wall, it's, 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 a, it's a gift from my friend, uh, Stephen J. Bailey, who mm-hmm. you know, yep. know well. He's a marketer, social media director here in town. And um, it just says three words, be, uh, four words, be, uh, work hard and be kind to people. Mm-hmm. Is that four words, five words? That was five, but five. that's okay. It keeps growing. I, I was growing. never yeah. good at, that's why I, I ain't going to math. <laughs> um, but no, and it, I remember reading that uh, about two years ago, and it's so simple, but if you really just follow the mission behind it, the purpose behind it, you know, work hard. Like, that can be in your job, it can be friendships, it can be relationships, it can be in um, a hobby, and this, this, just be kind to people. And, um, and, and you know, a former uh, coworker of yours, Ashley, mm-hmm. she, um, because there's there's two different phrases. There's be kind and be nice. And she said, and I, I remember following and saying, I I like be nice. And she says, no, be kind is is more impactful. Be nice is you know, you know, you're just seeing someone at the grocery store. And, and this oh, this is Ashley Motia. Yeah, Ashley Motia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, she's amazing as well. Yes, and, she is. Um, and 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 she's like, yeah, be nice. I mean, anyone could be nice, but when you're kind to someone. That is what you said about Mary Henry's opening the door, asking yeah. someone how their day is and giving back to community. That's kindness. Yeah. And I think if you can try your best, work hard and everything you can do, but also be generous and ask someone how their day is going, you, it, it really, it, I try to live those words every day. And yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm human, I'm gonna mess up every so often, but. I do try at least two or three times a day to ask someone, you know, how like how, how are you doing? Yeah. Because we're all going through struggles right now, and you know, a lot of people they don't have an outlet they can go to, and you know, yeah, you know, it's, my job's been really really tough. And I, people ask me, tell me, thank you for asking. Now, no one's really asked me how I'm doing, but I think we all should be. Still yeah. looking out for one another. Yeah, well, well, great point. And, and I don't want to try to speak to for Ashley Motia. I never could. But the difference <laughs> I see is that being nice is sort of reactive. You know, that's that's how you respond to other people, whereas being kind is active. It's actually Correct. taking the initiative to make the world a little bit of a better place with your interactions. Um, you know, and I, I, I've always said that the reason I, you know, I, I think I'm a little bit less of a jerk every day. That doesn't mean I'm not a jerk, but a little <laughs> bit less of one. And some of it because I've realized when you're having a bad day, the best way to make it better is to make other people's day better. Absolutely. And that I think is something that seems so simple that people don't follow that advice. But the more that advice I follow, the more true it <laughs> turns it, out to be. I mean, as, as as you know, when you're when you're a little kid and you're looking forward to Christmas, you know, you you want to get all the gifts. But then every year as you get older. It's, you know, it's like, you know, I really don't really need anything, but I'd rather give something. And like, you know, as you get older, I'm sure you don't want anything when you're, 
you know, 60 or 70 years old. Like yeah. you just want to, you want to give someone the best gift. So yeah. you're, you, I think you hit the nail on the head and you know, giving back to again, a friend or your city or your neighborhood or your church or your high school, like everybody could use a little help right now. And if you can do your part and if we all do it collectively, it can make a big impact. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And as someone with a nearly two year old child and active grandparents, you don't want to get any more gifts cause you're not going to have room for uh, them. Yeah. Allie <laughs> talked about that. She's like, I asked her, so what, what are we going to get Jack for Christmas? She's like, Oh, we'll get him some little gifts, but you know, both sets of grandparents are just going to yeah. spoil him and like, yeah, you're right. Jack of the future, if you listen to this in like five <laughs> years, I'm going to apologize. But my advice to your parents is don't get him anything major because he's not going to remember <laughs> and he'll get so much stuff that he's going to forget what came from whom. So you're, <laughs> exactly. you're in the clear for at least this year. Except for so. this year, when, he, when he's three, almost three next year. Uh, I'm sure he'll he'll add to his Christmas list. For sure, for sure. Well, John, I really appreciate you being with us. One of the things I always say when I talk about John Feltz is that he is an all-around nice guy. So his advice is advice that he is taking. So we would encourage everyone to take the advice that John Feltz seems to live every day. Thank you, Anthony. Well, thanks again. And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another guest. And we hope to see you then. 